What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. And good evening, everyone, or good morning if you're listening on Wednesday morning. Welcome to the show. Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings recapping day two of free agency. And we just had some big news come across as the Lions have agreed to a deal with David Montgomery. I believe it is a three-year deal with $11 million guaranteed. And we're going to break that down, plus the Dolphins running backs, the Eagles running back situation. A lot to discuss. Okay, let's get right to it. Heath Cummings, who's the biggest winner from day two of fantasy football free? Well, yeah, fantasy football free agency. Technically, it's NFL free agency, but you know, um, the biggest winner probably at this point has to be Daniel Jones. Hey, wow. <laughs> he, he he got he got, and I mean, hopefully, um, he, he's got a, a real star talent pass catcher and. It, it, I've got I've got a feeling they're going to add at least one more other guy, <laughs> um, so we'll get a chance to to finally see two thousand passes into his career whether Daniel Jones is good or not. Can you stop bringing him up? Maybe just once. Uh, that was so predictable. Well, like who was the biggest winner if not Daniel Jones today? Nah, I was just joking around. Um, I don't know. I, Rashad Penny, uh, Waller, Waller. No, not not according to you guys. You guys didn't like it for Waller. No, I I like it for Waller. Okay, I thought thought it was a little downgrade for him. No. I think I have Waller right where I had him when the Raiders didn't have a quarterback. So I bumped him up a little bit when Jimmy got the job, and then I bumped him back down a little bit when he went to the Giants. Okay, Jamie, who's the biggest winner for you? Uh, I like I like the penny call. I think, you know, if he stay healthy in, in Philly, that would be an amazing situation. Um, but I'm going to say... Samaj P. Ryan's the biggest winner. Samaj P. Ryan, man, he had four games last year. Look at this. They had nine carries in week three. He scored 14 PPR points. He had 11 carries in week 11. He scored 30 points. 
He had 17 carries the next week. He scored 19 points. He had 21 carries the next week. He scored 21 points. That guy produced when he played. We don't know if... uh, Oh, how about this? Let's go back to the year before. 2021, 11 carries in two straight games, 18 points, 15 points in PPR. Every time this guy got some work, he came through. Pretty incredible, Samaj P. Ryan. Go ahead. No, he's not good. (laughs) but He's just in a great spot right now. Who has more carries this season, Samaj P. Ryan or DeAndre Swift? Or, or Rashad Penny. That's a great trio right there. <laughs> I would take Samaj. I'd take Penny third. <laughs> uh, Jamie, who'd you say? Uh, I would say Samaj. I, I would say if if we want to look at it another way, another another winner could be Kenneth Gainwell. The Eagles don't do anything else. Well, they did re-sign Boston Scott, right? Yes. Okay. But you're right. I mean, the the guy behind Rashad Penny usually has an opportunity. I'm more on Penny. Uh, there will be more on Penny. I didn't mean to call him a moron there. A little mm. bit later, because I can tell you, based on the advanced metrics, Rashad Penny's been one of the best running backs in football when he's been on the field since he's come into the league. And I'll just tell you what the metrics say. It's pretty exciting stuff. I do have a question in the chat what here. What do the games played say? Yeah, not not one of the best. What's the best ability, Adam? Uh Avoidability, escapability, <laughs> availability. Here's a question from Matthew in the chat. Adam, if both our teams win in the first round, can we get a fun Miami-Indiana bet? Well, sure, I'd love to. I, I will give you a bracket tip, everybody. Miami's really good, but they're probably going to be without one of their best players, so I would not pick them to go to the Sweet 16. Uh, they're a five seed. I will be in Albany. If anybody's going to be in Albany for uh, for Friday night, hit me up. I'll be there, and if they win, I'll be there on Sunday, too. You need to fill out your bracket. Join our league, cbssports.com slash FFT. If you win it, you're in the podcast league, cbssports.com slash FFT. Join our bracket challenge. Why not? we got over 1,000 people in it. It's listeners. It's viewers. It's us. It's Stan Schneier, Dave Richard, Chris Towers as well. It's really fun. So join the bracket challenge. If you win, you're in the podcast league. We're also giving away a $100 gift card for Paramount Plus, I believe. And Dave wants to give away some spots in future listener mock drafts. So no reason not to be in our bracket challenge. And no reason not to listen to the Ion College Basketball podcast right now. Get yourself ready to fill out those brackets and check out one of the best podcasts around in any sport. All right, Jamie, give me a big loser, biggest loser. Uh, We said Daniel Jones and Samaj P. Ryan were winners. Who's the biggest loser from free agency day two? I mean, it's DeAndre Swift by far. (laughs) Poor guy. Like, you know, at least with Jamal Williams, you kind of expected him to just have his his role. And not that David Montgomery is a huge upgrade over Jamal Williams, but he's an upgrade over Jamal Williams. And so, you know, I think with what, you know, Montgomery should be able to do, I don't think he's just going to, you know, be a guy plunging into the end zone. He does get the chance to fill that role. So, you know, I think 17 touchdowns uh, for Williams last year, 17 rushing touchdowns. You know, maybe that gives Montgomery a shot at double digits, but... DeAndre Swift is is not going to take the expected step that I think a lot of us would like to see, given the talent that he's shown at times when healthy during his career. And I would expect on on that same signing that by the official Adam Azer running back good metrics that David Montgomery's about ready to have the best season of his career. Why? Um, because he's going to be behind a very good offensive line, and he's probably going to average four and a half yards per carry. Did you know that the Bears? Again, I said this last week, and I don't, I don't take this as gospel by any means, but PFF had the Bears with the fifth-best run-blocking grade in football, and the Lions were ninth. 
So, and, and when you see how much better Khalil Herbert did, just wonder, I mean, is there any scenario? Where oh, he's a up? big winner. Gosh, I said him. Sorry. Yeah, right now he is. But, but I mean, but seriously, I mean, this is actually, I'm going to tease this because I, I want to talk about it after we take a break. So, but, but that's what I want to know. I mean, this is a great scenario for a running back to come in and be the lead running back in Detroit, which as you hear Dave and, uh, sorry, Heath and Jamie speaking, you think that's what they're thinking is going to happen. We just can't see DeAndre Swift being a lead running back right now. Um, because of injuries, it's a great scenario, right? Great offensive line, uh, blooming offense, all that. But at the same time, I mean, I, he just hasn't. Ne- he just isn't. He just hasn't had a, an impressive career. He, he's had a okay. That part is true. No, wait. You wanted the break first. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want your. I want your loser first, Heath. We'll come back to Montgomery. Um, I think I don't know that I have another good loser. All right, that's fine. I'm this satisfied. Yes. <laughs> I, oh, this, Keith, where are you at with Garrett Wilson? If the, if Aaron Rodgers brings his entire crew, I, I um, I this day has continually made me feel worse about Garrett Wilson, and it's been a good reminder because this Josh McDaniels thing with Jacoby Myers as well. Like I, I sometimes get too caught up in how good I think guys are, how good we think guys are, and and I'll, it matters so much how good Josh McDaniels thinks Jacoby Myers is compared to Hunter Renfro, or it matters so much how good Aaron Rodgers thinks Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb are um, compared to Garrett Wilson. Uh, This just in actually coming across uh, the, the jets are signing Bubba Franks. (laughs) (laughs) Who else? Who else is it going to be? All right. Well, Donald driver. Oh yeah. Donald driver. That's right. uh, What is it? The NFL memes. Uh, account, I forget how, what, what it is, but the parody account that they do, um, that he wants the Jets to trade for Jordan Love just to make him sit on the bench for another two years. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, I saw a laugh from Schaefer on the Bubba Franks joke. I did not think that he would know Bubba Franks. You know Bubba Franks, Schaefer? Yeah, come on, man. I'm 30 years old. I've been watching football since I was in third grade. So Which was when? Know Bubba Franks. when like, what's the earliest? Oh, third grade. I had- What's the earliest football? That would have been right around 2000. Uh, yeah, I remember my first Super Bowl, actually, like, watch through was the 2000 Ravens. Uh, oh, great, Giants. great. Thanks for bringing that up. Appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> really, you guys beat the Vikings scored zero points oh, yeah. against you guys. So I do remember that was that was you can bring that one up all the time. All right, Schaefer, thank you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll talk more about David Montgomery. I mean, it's fresh, hot off the presses, and I think a lot of room to debate here. And we'll see what the workload looks like as well. Now you say you say hot off the presses. Schaefer doesn't know what that expression means. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Extra, extra. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Time to break the news, see? <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, David Montgomery to the Detroit Lions. So right now, Khalil Herbert, a big winner. Uh, I'll ask you a question about him a little bit later, but... Okay, let's give our overall thoughts before we start getting into rankings and whatnot. First of all, Montgomery, right now, if you were if we were doing a draft right now, you'd rank him ahead of Swift. 
No. Yes. Yes and Unfortunately. a no. All right, Heath, you said no. I might in non PPR, right? I think I, I don't think he's gonna I don't like the touchdown thing. The diff the weird thing is I think Montgomery and Swift are much more similar. Um Swift's better, but much more similar type backs than Williams and Swift. It was really easy. Williams did all the short yardage stuff. Swift took almost all the receiving game work. Williams wasn't very good in the passing game. The one place Montgomery was really good last year was in the passing game, efficiency-wise. He had, he had a great year, um, and he's been a good pass-catching back for most of his career. So I think maybe Swift scores a few more touchdowns this year. Um, Montgomery maybe catches a few more passes than Williams, but I still think Swift's explosiveness probably makes him the best. Based on what Dan Campbell said about the expected plan for Swift last year and then the expected plan for him this year <laughs> – and then going out and signing David, like if they just brought Jamal Williams back, then I think you could have said, okay, you know, this, this this is a chance for DeAndre Swift if he stays healthy. Now he is in a contract year, you know, so we just saw Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, two talented running backs that had, you know, some some concerns. Um, certainly in Barkley's case, some injury concerns, you know, step forward and have a big role. But to go out when this running back class, by all accounts, is very deep, by their, their there are still some, you know, complementary backs that are still available they got a guy who's been a workhorse. Yeah. And if you're looking at Dan Campbell, and you just said this, Heath, you know, what we think of players versus what coaching staffs and general managers and front office think of players, I think they don't really think very highly of DeAndre Swift. It just sucks. You know, it just really sucks. And so, you know, in his chances to play, I think he will be more explosive and better than David Montgomery. Over the course of the season, though, I think Montgomery will be better. But given well, the opportunity, I'll tell you right now, if the Bears don't do anything significant at running back, Khalil Herbert will probably be my favorite running back in that division. Wow. So that'd be, well, over Dalvin Cook if he's still in that division? And Aaron Jones, yeah. And Aaron Jones. Um, okay, so let's talk about, do you think Montgomery can give us more than what he has given us in his first four years, which has Look, he's been – if you drafted him in a dynasty league – Not 2020. He's not going to be better than that. Uh, right. He was a top 10 running back. He had that big six-game stretch to finish things. Um, yeah, do you think – you think we can get the best – maybe most – should we call, talk about efficiency? Maybe the best on-paper season for him? Yes. Should be. Um. Yeah, like not counting stats by 2020, but if you're talking about best yards per carry or however you want to measure, I think he'll – be his most efficient season. Okay. What are you thinking right now for a round if we were drafting tonight? <laughs> Let's five. draft. Jamie, get a, get a draft. Going. We're going to do a draft next week. Uh, I'm going to guess round five. Uh, five is what I thought. And Swift? Yeah. I think Four. PPR very similar. Non-PPR probably a round or two later. Okay. Uh, that's the funny thing about Montgomery is is he gonna that pass catching role has been as you said Heath he's been very good there so if he loses that I he's gonna have to be more efficient obviously as a rusher but, I mean I mean and like if if it's more towards what Jamie was saying about Dan Campbell like it might, it could just be that there's been a movement with some teams they want to have two guys that you don't know if they're gonna pass or run when they bring in the game it could be that Montgomery's just the lead back and and Swift's thirty five percent of the snaps as the as the secondary back doing. All those things. There, there's, you know, the, the betting odds right now, assuming Rodgers leaves the Packers, have the Lions winning the division. 
And so if that happens, which you know I, I think a lot of people might still, still be surprised by it, but you look at the Vikings and, and their, their, their offseason right now, they're, they're, they're losing a lot of guys. And clearly the Packers, you know, a lot of people clearly understand that that team's going to change dramatically. And the Bears, while looking like they're doing a lot, maybe the second best team in the division. The, the Lions have put together a very nice roster. They had great signings on day two with their secondary. And so if they view themselves as a playoff team, I'm going to guess they want to have DeAndre Swift healthy there. So that kind of speaks to where Dan Campbell, I think, is coming from, trying to make sure they get him to December, January, maybe February. What did Mosley, was it an Achilles for Mosley or an ACL? Um, ACL. So so the Lions signed Emmanuel Mosley, and Mosley was the lockdown cornerback for the 49ers, and then he tore his ACL. They signed him to a one-year deal today. It's going to be where or they're, they will sign him. They agreed to it. Uh, one-year deal worth $6 million. Earlier in free agency, I think it was on Monday, they agreed to a deal with Cam Sutton. So their pass defense was terrible. They've got out and gotten two cornerbacks right now, and Sutton got a three-year deal with $21.5 million guaranteed. Uh, the Vikings, as Jamie mentioned, they have they did sign Marcus Davenport, an edge rusher, to a one-year deal, but they've lost Dalvin, Dalvin Tomlinson, they've lost Patrick Peterson, they've lost Eric Kendricks. Um, so, yeah. And Zadarius Smith wants out. Okay. And, and, I mean, if the, if the Lions can shore up their secondary, that is a huge, huge deal, and they're taking steps, obviously, to do that. Um, so Also, just like on that same note, Jamal Williams is the former Packer you were forgetting about that the Jets are going to bring in. <laughs> They've got to run Brees Hall as well. And they are one of the two or three teams that was talking to him. There's no way that would ruin Brees Hall, though, would it? Oh, no. I can't imagine a super talented young running back being clearly better than Jamal Williams and watching him score double-digit touchdowns while they score four. Uh, the Vikings just helped themselves. <laughs> yeah, what did they do? They got Byron Murphy. Oh, well, I hope so. You know, that's the Dolphins cornerback who said he can't run no, or not jump. Byron, don't. Byron Murphy. Oh, Byron Murphy. Oh, from the Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that is good. That's a big that's deal. A good replacement. <laughs> we'll see if the Cardinals are still good against number one receivers. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I think Cardinals going to be good against anything or for anything. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, back to. Back to. Uh, I got some. Potentially rapid-fire questions for you. We have not talked about the Dolphins yet. We have not talked about Rashad Penny yet. Um, we talked a little ba- bit about Samaj Piran. So here we, we go. We, yeah, go, ahead. go on. So we did just get the numbers on Rashad Penny. What do we got? Which does not make me think that the Eagles are not going to draft a running back still as well. Yeah, it's a very small deal. Yeah, how could it not be? So I'm, it was one year, one year in what? Uh, one year, $1.35 million, 600000 guaranteed. Uh, max value with incentives of $2.1 million. Okay, here are some potentially rapid-fire questions. We'll see where these go. Rashad Penny or a Dolphins running back? Right now? Yeah. I would take a chance on Penny. I'm going to go Mostert. Interesting you're going Mostert over Wilson. Yeah, they've got him 29 and 30, and Penny's 31, so... Oh. <laughs> I would go Wilson over Mostert. <laughs> Wilson definitely had more work than Mostert in the games that they play together. So, Jamie, why did you go with – why are you saying Wilson over Mostert? Exactly what you said. It just felt like once they made the, the trade to get him that he took over that lead role. Uh, Heath, Mostert, one spot ahead of Wilson? Um, 
I think we're not like, first off, these guys are probably going to play four games together this year. <laughs> um, so I just, I think most of it was already tired by the time Jeff Wilson got there. Probably. <laughs> oh, and the bears got a running back already. Who they get? Travis Homer. My God. Oh, hey now. Let's go Herbert. Let's go. So I'll give you just some numbers real quick. Uh, there were five games that Mostert and Jeff Wilson played together last season. Uh, that did not include a couple of games where Jeff Wilson barely played. Remember the San Francisco game and then the week after against the Chargers? He was barely, he was like a decoy. In those five games where they were both healthy, Mostert had 45 carries. Wilson had 66 carries. They both had 19 targets. Mostert caught 18 and Wilson 11. But 21 more carries for Wilson in those five games. Here was kind of, uh, kind of fun stats. In the red zone, they both had eight carries. In the green zone, they both had three carries. At the one-yard line, they both had one carry, uh, but Wilson ran more routes. He ran 93 routes. Mostert ran 61 routes. So more carries, more routes for Jeff Wilson in those games. And honestly, not bad production from the Dolphins running backs. They they didn't run a lot, but they they were pretty good. I mean, they were very fantasy-relevant. Yeah, yeah. Remind me, the two games you're not counting. Yeah, I think those it was— weren't coming off of an injury for Jeff Wilson or anything— Yes, they were. Yeah, Wilson got hurt in the Niners game, and I think he was questionable for the Chargers game the following week, as I recall. And he and he played like I don't know, he had two carries or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Mostert's going to be what thirty two? Yeah, thirty one. Thirty one. He is thirty one in April. (sighs) You want those Rashad Penny stats? Here we go, Rashad Penny. He's so good is how I titled it in the in the notes. since he entered the league in 2018, there are 63 running backs with 300 or more carries. Rashad Penny is number one in explosive run rate, number one in rush EPA, number one in yards per carry, number eight in yards before contact per carry, number three in yards after contact per carry, number 10 in carries of five or more yards. It's pretty amazing. So I said this is going to be rapid fire. It absolutely is not. Um, you know... For as long as he's healthy, do you? Th- what do you think about Rashad Penny, Jamie, on the Eagles? I mean, it could be what we saw at the end of the 2021 season, you know, when he was just an absolute superstar. But you know you're going to get missed time. I-, I think just, again, to compare him to the Dolphins guys, if they don't go out and get somebody, with I totally agree with Heath, it seems as if they're going to go out and get somebody and, you know, drafting a running back, on day two is, is the most likely situation. But um, if if he ends up as, uh, let's just say, oh, yeah, we're comfortable with Penny Gainwell and and Boston Scott, or let's say it's it, it's it's a late pick in the draft, you know, a day three pick, or it's a, you know, a, a Travis Homer type of guy that's that's out there still, Chase Edmonds, let's say. Um, I think you got to feel pretty good about the upside of what Penny could be if he stays healthy. It's the, it's the biggest if of all, but – you know, it's just there's there's so much to love. This offensive line, this quarterback, this coach, this situation, you know, I mean, he's he's certainly been more explosive when healthy than Miles Sanders, as you just illustrated. So, you know, he's not going to catch a lot of passes, but I think he could score 11 touchdowns like Sanders did. He could have a 1,200-yard a, a season, but that would require him staying on the field, and that just hasn't been his MO. And I'm, I'm usually pretty, like, give people – don't say people are injury prone, but Penny has pretty much reached that Will Fuller range for me where I'm just, I don't think you can project him for more than 10 games. Maybe 
maybe he will he'll be able to do it. I hope he can, but it's just been too many years. Yeah, it, it, the carry there obviously not that many carries, but in terms of big plays per carry, I th- I think he's really been the best in football for the that last six game stretch in 2021 and the first four games of 2022. (laughs) So good. And and Ken Walker, great explosive numbers. Rashad Penny, a lot better than him. Penny. I mean, it's really, it blows your mind how good his numbers are. Okay. Next. He also, he also like could not make it to week one. No, we just don't know. Like he's remember last year when he got resigned for the one year, $5 million. He had a hamstring issue and mini camp and struggled to stay healthy in training camp, you know, it's just that's that's the unfortunate situation. Like if if you have him in dynasty, I think your window to sell is right now. You yeah. know, tonight. sell the hype tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of that. Um, I do see in the chat some someone asked if Gainwell's worth holding 100. percent Yes. Look at you, oh, Heath. Yeah, Heath. Perfect. Welcome to the chat. Way to go, man. <laughs> I figured out where the chat was, Jamie. Yeah, Heath was at the private chat the for for the last two years or however long we've been using Streamer. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hit comments. Uh, all right. Assuming Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, does Alan Lazard hurt Garrett Wilson's fantasy value? I don't think so. I think he hurts Elijah Moore's potential of maybe re-emerging. Um, Lazard is a great run blocker which, you know, you don't really hear a lot about what wide receivers are good at. But, you know, in some of the the comments about where he could be useful to a team, it was he's he's very good on the perimeter with his run blocking. Now, granted, you know, we, we saw 100 targets for him last year. He didn't necessarily take advantage of that situation. You know, some of it was health-related for him. Obviously, the offense not necessarily being as, as pass-happy as it was the two previous years under Matt LaFleur. But I think, you know, this – this situation of Aaron Rodgers holding the Jets hostage right now and saying, you have to bring in Lazard, you have to bring in Randall Cobb, you have to bring in Mercedes Lewis. It's really, I think, about all of it impacting this Jets offense. And and like Heath said, you know, we see the talent of Garrett Wilson. We we know what the upside can be. And the hope would be that Aaron Rodgers could still unlock it. But if all these people are coming there, it's like, that's his crew. <laughs> you know? so. he, he may not even know who Garrett Wilson is. <laughs> Like he, um, I, I'm really, I've started to cool a little on the whole That's situation. A shame. That's a shame. Uh, if the Jets sign Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and Randall Cobb, and then Aaron Rodgers retires, it would be so blank. So Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Awesome. I was going to say so Jets. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, as of right now, would you take Khalil Her- Herbert over both Chicago running backs? I think we've already answered that. Both Detroit running back. Yes, yeah, sorry, both Detroit. No, uh, over Travis Homer and uh, <laughs> as yeah, of over. right now, I would not. Ooh, but okay. if if it was August and their team looked like this, I would. I just I don't I don't believe that the current team is the. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I think okay. I phrase it that way too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which NFL offense looks ready to break out in 2023? Uh, better than they were a year ago? Like a lot um, better. A lot better? Jets, right? Come on, Jets. They're getting, they're getting Rodgers. Yeah, I'd say the Jets. Um, a lot better than they were a year ago. Giants. I mean, the Colts can't be much worse. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to break out. But... Daniel Jones. Oh, sorry. 
I was no, I was. That's why I was smiling so big because I. That's the only thing I could think of to say. Okay, I don't have anything else for tonight. Do you guys have anything else? Broncos could be much better. Oh yeah, yeah, they could get those offensive linemen in. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's it, man. We well, did have... you want to get Heat's take on Darren Waller since we did a separate? You said you're going to talk about that earlier. Oh yeah. Um. I. But he kind of did. I mean, you said he was. Uh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I just. I think. Again, that's another one where if the Giants go into the season with Wandale Robinson, Isaiah Hodgins, and and Sterling Shepard as their top three wide receivers, then I'll change my tune on this as well. And Darren Waller will probably be a top five tight end. I'll probably project him for 130 targets. Um, but I think they're probably going to add somebody else. And I think um, it's going to, he might get a bigger share of the pie than he did last year, at least with the Raiders, but it's a smaller pie um, in terms of pass attempts, I would expect. Um, and I just don't know that I, I, I'm not quite ready to buy into Daniel Jones, the passer. I'm, I've got him up to QB 13 as, as a fantasy quarterback because <laughs> of the running, but they had another pass catcher. I'm going to have to cut back on the rush attempts. I'm telling you, I think that's going to happen. Um, but I, think I guess it's a really bad thing for all involved if they run Daniel Jones less and have him throw more. I, I don't agree with that. If they if he still is a 500 plus yard rusher, that's fine. But it's much better, obviously, for Darren Waller if they run him less and have him throw more. Yes. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I guess my question, my follow up question, to that is, what could they, aside from Hopkins? if they somehow trade for Hopkins, what could they do that would really impact Darren Waller's target share in a significant way at this point? First round receiver? Juju? I mean, I don't even know. You know what I mean? I, there's not much out there. It depends because like, if you look at Brian Dable's history, Titans not really been a big part of the offense. I'm projecting a big change to that because they don't have hardly any wide receivers. But... Like there's a dozen wide receivers who would be a big upgrade on their current receiving core. So I didn't think that his history with tight ends either, but Dan Schneier. Yeah, it's a good tweet. A, good he tweet. He was a tight ends coach for the Patriots. Yes. Yeah. Um, he did bring Dawson Knox along, made him fantasy relevant. But he threw it to him seventy times that year. Yeah, I, I know, but Dawson Knox is not Darren Waller. You know. No. Right, and then you've got but, Mike Kafka, who's the play. By the way, he's, Juju. he's not the play caller. He's not the play caller. Mike Kafka is yeah, the play well, caller. I know, just like just like Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Andy Reid was the play caller. <laughs> Mike Kafka is the play caller, and he and he worked with Travis Kelsey, which was the point yeah. that uh, I don't think he did. He was a quarterbacks coach on that team. I don't think oh, that's true. With Travis Kelsey that's very true. much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, they probably had some meetings together. <laughs> had to be a lunch or two. Had to be a lunch or two. All right. Well, uh, good night, everyone. We've got uh, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets at some point tomorrow. <laughs> Otherwise, why no, did they? No. Why did they sign Lazard? It, they, it has to happen at this point. They said that was separate, which I don't think is. I mean, remember Nathaniel Hackett's still there too. So, yeah, I, I felt like a pretty big deal for for him. But um, if they sign Cobb already, it would be like okay, that that's pretty obvious. All right, well, when it happens, you'll have a podcast. We'll tell you everything. We still have Miles Sanders. We still have Juju Smith-Schuster, Miko Hardman, uh, Damian Harris out there. We still have some big names and, and probably some traits, you know. You think Darren Waller was getting traded. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Thanks again for staying up with us if you are doing so. Good night. Talk to you tomorrow.